It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Bengals are playing a very high-quality brand of football right now, but they haven't beaten the Browns for years. Is this the week they get it done? We'll get predictions and some matchup analysis and more in our pregame show. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button if you're new. The Bengals are making a playoff push. I'm assuming some of you are new to the show, but if you're not, we've been doing this together for what, almost three years now? James? Wow. It's, it's coming up. It's It's been a while at this point, and we're going to be here. We're going to consistently have you covered with the top-end Bengals analysis, news, and more. And so you should join the First Listen Club. And that's all I've got to say about that. Isn't it crazy, James, that here we are in Week 14. The Bengals are 8-4. and four. They're playing the Cleveland Browns. We're talking about them as a Super Bowl contender early in the week. Mm-hmm. The Browns are what five and five and seven. Yep. Is that right? Yep. And not a good football team by most metrics. They have some good players for sure. We talked about some of them with Jeff yesterday. We're going to talk about some of them again today. But the Bengals just beat the Chiefs for the third straight time. The Titans for the third straight time. Joe Burrow three and zero against those teams who have been winning their division. And here we are talking about the Browns. And we're saying, man, could they just beat the Browns? Yeah. And uh, somehow that's a question. I mean, obviously, any given Sunday, any team can win any Sunday. But we're talking about a team that wants a first-place record in the AFC, a first-round bye. And we're talking about the Cleveland Browns, who, as as Jeff said, have a puncher's chance. It's a very, very slim chance to, to make the playoffs, but is likely looking to next year. And this is a game that is questionable, right? In some ways, they're they're coming in, they're playing really well, but the Browns have had their number, at least on paper. Yeah, that's the thing. It's This is the game that's either going to make this Browns thing for real and be such a huge topic going into their next matchup whenever they play the Browns again, or you bury it, and it's over, and it's done. Mm -hmm. And it could go one of two ways. And I think the Bengals... I understand that. They get it. Now, I don't think that they're rattled about the fact that they're 0-5 against the Browns. They would have crushed the Browns last year in Week 18 had their starters played. They would have crushed them. Baker Mayfield punted on the game, right? Opted to get surgery. What did that mean? Case Keenum, this Browns team, they they almost lost to Brandon Allen. It was a close game. It was the most boring snooze fest of a game ever because everybody – that was playing in the game, really most of them didn't want to be there, right? And you could feel it. 
and uh, or the starters just didn't play and the guys that were playing you're like okay well and so that's where the streak would have snapped it didn't snap there and then they go on the road monday night football it felt like they were hitting their stride and boom they get punched in the mouth and lose and that's been the the fly in the ointment of the you know the past six weeks seven weeks you know you go six and one you feel really good you've won eight of ten after an zero and two start but one of those losses is an ugly loss to the browns and so they know they need to win i've talked to veterans this week they know how important this game is for the seeding like you've you've talked about and mentioned multiple times and also just for the division if they're going to win this division they have to win sunday that unless the ravens just completely collapse which i don't expect them to do with tyler huntley i, I think he'll be okay so unless the ravens just completely collapse if you want to win the division you're going to have to win sunday because odds are there's a decent chance that it ends up you, you could be tied with the ravens and if you end up tied with the Ravens, that means you're one, you're going to have to win that game later in the season to get to three and three in the division Two, You're going to have to have them be three and three in the division. And uh, there's no way they fall to two and four in the division, the Ravens that is, and that's a huge tiebreaker. So mm-hmm. it's, I don't want to say it's a must win Jake because you know, they're eight and four, they're feeling good, but it's, it's a win that if you really want to be a, a number one seed or win this division, it does become a must win. And by the way, Zach Taylor has never led the Bengals to five straight victories, hmm. has a chance to do that for the first time during his tenure on Sunday. Yeah, and they, they should get used to that, I think. And it's not a must win in the traditional sense, but it is a must win if they want to keep that number one seed chase alive that maybe I'm talking about more than anyone else, but it's certainly in play at this point. And like Joe Burrow's MVP candidacy, if if you're thinking about that narrative and, and his chances there, he's probably going to have to win out for that and maybe you can lose to the Browns if you win the next the next handful of games the next four games but I think if he puts up big numbers and they win 11 games you know he's going to be right there it's it's tough when the record seems to matter so much uh one one interesting storyline that I've kind of alluded to and I'm now looking at the the information in detail here is every time the Bengals have played the Browns in the last three years, which I think goes back to Kevin Stefanski's first year in Cleveland. It's been after they got they, they either got absolutely shellacked by a division opponent or just were on a losing streak or lost to a division opponent. So you go back to three years ago, the first time Joe Burrow played the Browns in week two. The week before that, the Browns lost 38-6 to six to the Baltimore Ravens. That was Kevin Stefanski's first game. Yep, 38 38- to six next week Browns beat the Bengals 35 to 30 they play again in week seven the week before the Bengals and Browns play in week seven Kevin Stefanski's first game against the Pittsburgh Steelers goes to the tune of 38 to seven you catching a pattern here the Bengals then lose by three points the next week the next year the Bengals first play the Browns after the Browns lose 15 to 10 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They later play the Browns a week after they lose 26 to 14 to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Bengals don't play their starters. But either way, that's four straight games now where the Bengals are playing the Browns with the Browns coming off a division loss. And again, this year, mm-hmm. the first time these teams played, the Browns come into the game on a four-game losing streak, the latest of which is a 23-20 to loss to the Baltimore Ravens. This time, the Browns may be feeling themselves a little bit coming into this game. With mm-hmm. two straight wins, including one over Tom Brady and the 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers a couple of weeks ago in overtime, and then they beat the worst team in the NFL uh, in, in the Houston Texans, hardly scoring any offensive points. So I wonder if that makes any difference at all. They don't need this bounce back game. They don't need this get right game. The Bengals are playing much better, I think, than they have ever outside of their Super Bowl run in the Zach Taylor time in Cincinnati. I wonder if those trends mean anything once it comes to game time. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you, you point that out. And I, I think Browns-wise, it's a must for a lot of reasons, right, when you talk about playoffs and all of those things. But – yeah, I to me it's uh th- there's a lot of pressure and outside noise around this Browns team. And I think that that, that part matters. And and we can dive into that when we talk about uh you know different matchups to a, a a higher degree here. And we didn't talk a lot about Deshaun Watson on the crossover, but we probably should talk a little bit about that because it's going to it's going to be a unique environment at Paycor Stadium. And, and maybe we we go there next because I have like firsthand experience of what it's like to be in a bar in Cincinnati with Deshaun Watson on yeah. the screen playing football. And so maybe we should go there next. And uh, let, let's do that. Let, let's talk about Deshaun Watson a mm-hmm. little bit in, in this Browns offense against the Bengals defense because, well, it is it is unique to face a quarterback for the first time ever in, in his second start in 700 plus days. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp Therapy Online. BetterHelp is modern therapy that is convenient, that is going to help you. And unfortunately, life, it doesn't come with a user manual. And when things aren't working, it's normal to feel stuck. And that's why BetterHelp comes in and they're going to help you because their therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. And the best part about BetterHelp is the convenience. You can do it from the comfort of your own home, all the benefits of in-person therapy, but it's convenient, more accessible, more affordable, 100% online. And they have a questionnaire that's going to help find a therapist for you, but you can change therapists at any time. So get unstuck with BetterHelp and learn more and save 10% off your first month with betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, better H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Deshaun Watson, a topic that I've honestly done my best to avoid since he was acquired by the Cleveland Browns and and all the things after that happened. But here we are. He will be playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. He is fresh off his suspension and a miserable performance against the worst team in the NFL, his former employer, the Houston Texans, where it seemed like it was a very 
amicable crowd in some ways. Houston fans and Browns fans alike down there wearing Deshaun Watson jerseys. I'm sure there will be Browns fans at Paycor Stadium. There will. On on Sunday. It's impossible for any team to keep out all of the visiting team's fans. I also know that Bengals fans are turning up and turning out for these games. And there's no, no, no love lost between these teams in the first place. Mm-hmm. You add the additional layer of Deshaun Watson. And, uh, well, James, you mentioned you've got the firsthand experience. It, it could yep. be uniquely vicious and hostile in the stadium this weekend. We talk about getting off to a good start a ton, like a ton. And, and we've done that, especially early in the year when the Bengals are kind of finding their footing. This crowd is going to be so insane, so hyped, one, to see the Bengals because, well, let's be honest here. Bengals fans are really excited. They've won four straight. But then the other side of it, I was broadcasting with Tony Pike at Holy Grail noon to three on Sunday. And for those that don't know, it's a, a sports bar, the go-to sports bar downtown, to be quite frank, uh, in between the stadiums. And it's packed with Bengals fans. Not one of them uh, was, uh, was quiet when Deshaun Watson was, you know, skipping passes. A mm-hmm. bunch of cheers. It was like the Bengals were playing, honestly. Like, that's how it felt. Like, that's how loud it would get. And booze if he would make a completion or booze if – I mean, everyone was all in on the, the Texans pulling off the upset. And so I can't imagine the atmosphere that Paycor is going to have at the start of the game. And so the the main thing to me, and this is, isn't just offense, it isn't just defense, it isn't just the Browns, even though it certainly matters with the way the Browns are structured as a team. But if you can disrupt Watson and not let him get into a rhythm early, and so get off to a good start on defense and score on offense, that might be the most chaos and crazy environment that we've seen in, in a long, long time at a stadium. And I don't mean like unruly or anything like that. I just think fans are clearly – they can't wait to boo Deshaun Watson, and I don't blame them. And so you want to give them something to, to boo and then cheer about once the game starts. And if you do that, it's, it's going to be one of the – I think it might be one of the crazier, if not the craziest environment I've been – a part of we'll see maybe i'm over exaggerating and it's not going to be as bad would not shock me at all though if you hear as loud of cheers as you've heard really since the playoff win at paycor because that was obviously an historic moment and there have been some some crazy crowds not to take anything away from the crowds obviously they've been fantastic and i think that's been oh for sure it was great last week against the chiefs too and i don't think anyone would take it that way but you never know on the internet right somebody out there might have might have taken taking a slight there. I don't know, but there's just like this unique fire, this unique circus around Deshaun Watson right now. And there's a lot of ammunition there for fans to get after it and be loud and, and make it a difficult place for this Browns team to operate on offense. And and that's honestly to, to get back to some of the like pure football aspects of this. Not that disrupting the way the offense communicates isn't a pure football part of this. 
why it, it wouldn't surprise me if this Browns offense looks a lot like it has over the last few years. And they don't, you know, ask their quarterback to do a lot of drop back passing and mm-hmm. be the, you know, former Pro Bowl quarterback when he was playing well with the Texans over two years ago. And, or maybe I guess about two years ago, maybe not over two years ago. Um, and, and they just lean into the things that they've always leaned into, which is their run game, their play action game, scheming stuff up, misdirection. And, and they've got Nick Chubb, so why not, right? And, and that's why I know in our crossover, we talked a lot about the passing games for both of these teams, really. And Donovan Peoples-Jones seems to always make plays against the Bengals. David Njoku has been great for the Browns this year, and, and he's going to be back in this game and healthy. And Amari Cooper has been a very productive receiver for the Browns. But And honestly, on paper, that's a matchup where you know you look and you see Eli Apple and Cam Taylor Britt out there, and you maybe think, ah, maybe that's a matchup that the Browns go after. Maybe they do, right? There they're, seems like there's always a shot play or two where Donovan Peoples-Jones gets loose deep when these teams play. So we'll see if that happens again, but seems like there's a, there's a good argument for the Browns to really focus on Nick Chubb and mm-hmm. for the Bengals to really focus on the Browns run game. And obviously you need answers to play action and all these things, but we, we've seen the variability and adaptability of this Bengals defense. And I talked about that a little bit yesterday too. seems like Nick Chubb is, is where if I were coaching the Browns offense, that's where I would start to try to quiet yeah. the crowd and, and, you know, slow down the pass rush and all these things, make the struggling quarterback's life easier. What, what better way to do it than with one of the better rushing offenses in the NFL? With a running back that I know Bengals players think is better than Derrick Henry. I'm not saying mm-hmm. every player, but all that hype well, about is. Derrick Henry, right? No, I know. I, I think he's the best running back in the NFL. Like if you're taking one right now, it's probably him. Because he just he's tough. He's tough to bring down. His his balance through contact is nuts. And uh and obviously he he has speed and can have those big long runs and he's just so strong and it's just a workhorse, workhorse back. So yeah, the, one, the Bengals are know that. The Browns should go that route. And two, the Bengals know that that's probably the key on defense. Obviously, turnovers and pressure and all of those things. But it starts, it ends with Nick Chubb and finding a way. Uh, to slow him down. And mm-hmm. so that's where the game script part of it comes in, where if you can get out to a lead, not that they wouldn't still run the ball, but they might not run the ball as much. And you don't want to get down early, you know, by two scores, 10 nothing or something, and, and, and feel like, oh, well, we're going to pass it now, and Miles Garrett can pin his ears back a little bit. And the Bengals have been pretty good about that, and they stick to their game plan, but they're a drop-back passing team. And so the last thing you want is to be down, be chasing the Browns. And and so the start is is really big. And in losses this year, when the Bengals have gotten off to the slow starts, the, the special teams miscues or turnovers, or that's how you open the door for the Browns. If mm-hmm. you don't do that stuff and you can just contain Nick Chubb, I, I think you're going to be all right. But you have to do those things, especially early. You have to make it hard on the Browns running game, even if they are successful at times. You, like you said, you have to make it hard. You have to do a little bit of a job of containing the production there. And yeah, I mean, there's only so much time in a football game, right? So you get down and well, you're going to run out of time to do some of the things you want to do to deal with Miles Garrett or to make it 
more complicated for the Browns who just want to run Nick Chubb, right? And we've seen that a few times this year. You mentioned it in some of their losses and some of the games that have come down to the wire, New Orleans Saints game. It's because of this whole timing issue because there's a time confinement on an NFL game, but the way you get the Browns to stop, stop leaning on the run is you take time away from them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you get to the middle of the third quarter and the Browns are down 10, 14 points and the Bengals offense is moving the ball well, they're, they're going to start throwing the ball because they're going to start feeling that time pressure, too. And, and they haven't gotten to this place against the Browns since Joe Burrow's been in Cincinnati. But like we said at the top of the show, like I said at the top of the show anyway, this is the best I think this team has been playing on a consistency basis with and without Jamar Chase, with and without Joe Mixon over the past four weeks. And I I don't really see any reason that form should go out the window. The Browns do have some guys on defense that we'll talk about here in just a minute. Miles Garrett, certainly the chief of those. And so there will be challenges. But do, do you feel like they can't overcome challenges right now? I don't. So let's talk about the Bengals offensive side of the ball and get your prediction to finish up the show next. Price Picks is daily fantasy done right. Price Picks is something I've used. I know my my guy Stan, the man, has used it uh, to a ton of success. What is Price Picks? Well, it's daily fantasy where you pick two to five players in whether they're going to score more or less than their Price Picks projection. So you could go with Nick Chubb. You could go with Joe Burrow. You could go with insert any of these players in the Battle of Ohio. And they'll have a projection. You go more or less, and boom, you hit on those, and you're going to make money. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry, and it's not just football. or it's not just uh, professional football. No, no, no. It's college football. So if you want to do the college football playoff or any of these bowl games, you can do that. Men's college hoops, cross down, shootout this weekend, and so much more. So don't delay. Check them out. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match with promo code locked on. It's up to 100 bucks. So if you deposit 50, you'll get 50 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 75, you'll get 75. 100, you'll get 100. So use promo code locked on. At prizepicks.com or the prize picks app and earn an instant deposit match up to $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we're going to get to predictions. Got to, of course, make sure we talk about Miles Garrett again. The Miles Garrett-Jonah Williams matchup will be big. Jeff yesterday uh, mentioned that Jonah Williams has struggled against Miles Garrett throughout his career. That's mostly true. There was one game when Jonah held his own against Miles Garrett uh, that, that specifically stands out to me. So it hasn't been entirely one-sided, but that will certainly be one of the bigger matchups of the game as Jonah's played at a higher level of late. Really the only bad game recently for him. The worst game recently for him anyway is the last time these guys went up against each other. Miles Garrett is a freak. He's, I think, the best edge rusher in the NFL. It's, it's him and Micah Parsons. 
and it's probably pretty close with those guys. They're both freaks. TJ uh, Watt exists too. Oh, yeah, but I, I think that right now, I mean, this year anyway, they've been oh. healthier. So, okay. This year. I mean, not, not to take anything away from TJ Watt, but just Baltimore know, material. The, the Steelers get off the schedule and you just, well, you know, kick away TJ Watt. They don't need me to inspire them <laughs> in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, I hope. Anyway, uh, the, the the passing game matchups we talked about, I think, quite a bit yesterday in the crossover. Uh, the the secondary of the Browns versus the, the the receivers of the Bengals on paper sounds like strength on strength. Greg Newsom, pretty good cornerback. They're getting a great rookie year from from Martin Emerson. Denzel Ward back and healthy, although he hasn't been great this year. His worst year statistically in a number of categories. But what about the Bengals' running game, James? The last Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon back. Yeah. And and so, people like to talk about Samaj Piran and, and that's great. And he's been good, but I like the, the Joe Goodberry stat where he went back and looked at the Bengals last six games, Joe Mixon averaging 4.8 yards per carry in those six games, five touchdowns about three yards after contact on average, seven missed tackles forced on 54 carries. Samaj Piran averaging 4.4 yards per carry in that same time frame about 3.1 yards after contact, so pretty much the same. Eight missed tackles forced on a handful more carries. They've been similarly productive in the passing game too, so essentially what you've got as a result there is that uh, the running game's working, Mm -hmm. and the Browns remain atrocious at defending the run. Yep, and that's part of getting off to a good start is not being just one-dimensional and being able to run it efficiently when you need it right and you know i described samaj piran and i think a lot of people would is reliable steady you know what you're getting all of those things well joe mixon appeared to have turned a corner mm-hmm. and it felt like the run game and everything was coming together and it was like all right well chase went down but this is how they're going to get through the stretch and that's how they did by the way mixon scores five touchdowns piran scores three touchdowns and in in two of those four games without Jamar Chase. They go 3-1 and one over that stretch. There's a place for Piran. There's a place for Mixon. Zach Taylor said Mixon still going to start. Duh. That's always, that's always the case. That wasn't a debate internally. But now they have a two-headed monster, and they know that Piran can be capable, and everyone else feels like he can be capable, and everyone on the team believes in him. And that's great because if it's 55 to 45 percentage-wise of snaps, okay. If it's 60-40, that's fine too. Here's what I like, the idea of, Jake. We're talking about number one seeds and playoffs. How about two fresh backs mm-hmm. throughout the postseason? First, for this game and moving forward, because Mixon's gotten a couple of weeks to rest his legs, and I know he's recovering from the concussion, but overall you would think he'd be pretty well rested. But two, now you could keep these guys fresh during the game, mm-hmm. and that part does matter, especially now with everyone's confidence in Samaj Piran. That's a pretty exciting place to be i think for this bengals ground attack so yes they've been better and yet this entire offense struggled against the browns on monday night football it's time for them to redeem themselves yeah and they certainly have a chance to do so i I do like you pointing out that you can keep both these guys fresh in games before we move on to the prediction just because that is the biggest practical impact to me of Samaj Piran's success in the running game is great. A, yeah. You have like the legitimate threat of a run when he's on the field. You don't have to immediately say we're passing 90% of the time when Samaj Piran's on the field. And, and B, you get more opportunities to spell 
Joe Mixon and you don't lose so much because you feel really confident in what Samaj P. Ryan can do right now. Uh, let's get to predictions, James. The Bengals uh, six and one in their last seven games. And not only are they six and one in their last seven games, but going all the way back to week three, they are nine and one against the spread. They're favored Ooh. by about a touchdown, depending on where you look. I don't know what the exact line will be by the time you hear this. Looks like it's crept a little bit toward the Browns. So call it five and a half, six points. They've been covering the spread against every team but Cleveland in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. They've been covering the spread at home. They've been winning at home outside of that Pittsburgh game. They've won at home. They've taken care of business, defended the jungle. I, I Yesterday you said you're taking the Bengals in this one, but is it a – Let's stop talking about the Browns' 28-point blowout, or is this going to be a close one deep into the fourth quarter? I'll be honest with you. I do have some vibes that it could be the first one. I I do have a little bit of a sense of that, but it is the NFL. It is a must-win for the Browns. I do think Deshaun Watson is going to play better. It is a weird matchup that has been quirky over the years. And so I and I just checked the bet online odds, by the way, five and a half. Okay. Give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals at that five and a half. Better quarterback, offensive line playing at a high level. Running back tandem might not be as good as their tandem with the Browns, but it's still really darn good. Much better receivers on defense. The defensive line should be with DJ Reader, and I know they're healthier on their offensive line as well. But with DJ Reader, Josh Tupo, you should be much better and in a much better place now uh, to, to defend Nick Chubb. Is it going to be easy? No. But the way playoff P, a.k.a. Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, a.k.a. Dash from the Incredibles, CJ Uzama's line, not mine. The way these guys are playing, I think they're going to be able to keep Chubb in check. I think this Bengals team gets off to a quick start. I think they're in control of the game throughout. There might be a moment of doubt or two where it's a little uneasy, but they get it done. I was leaning 27-17. I think that the Browns put up a little bit more than that. I say 27-20. Bengals snap the streak. Burrow beats the Browns. They improved the nine and four on the season. And Zach Taylor wins five straight for the first of what Bengals fans hope is, is many times throughout his head coaching career. That would be great. I would sign up for that. I also get the feeling, but I felt this way before the last time these teams played. I did too. Bengals, I did too. So take it for a grain of salt, you know? Take yeah. It with a grain of salt. I mean, but you also said, maybe not publicly, but throughout that week when we were talking about it before the game, you kept telling me like, man, it's going to be crazy up there. Prime time in Cleveland. Like it's going to be a crazy yeah. environment. It's going to it be was weird. Crazy. And it yep. was crazy. And it was a little bit weird. But Joe Burrow's come a really long way since then. The offensive line has come a really long way since then. It's a big test for this offensive line. Really, I'm only talking about Jonah Williams here. I feel relatively good about the rest of these guys. And, you know, it's the NFL. Anybody can make a play at any time. But the Bengals are missing Shinobi Abuzie, which sucks. Getting getting the um, Amari Cooper Chido matchups is something fun about these games because those two guys are best friends. And so it's too bad that won't happen. The Bengals are missing a Hayden Hurst, but the Browns are missing Sione Takitaki, who literally He's played huge. the best game of his life the yep. first time these teams played and was massive in that game. And it's yep. a linebacker, so, you know, we've seen what linebackers can do, but generally 
linebackers aren't the thing that are the Bengals offensive kryptonite was a bit of a problem in that game. That's why I've been talking about the run game. And I, I think that will matter for the Bengals this week. Going to be interesting to see if they elect to receive again, if they do in the coin toss and, and keep that going. It's just no one else in the NFL is doing that right now. I like so it. it's fascinating to me that this team continues on that track. But we'll find out. The Bengals at home this time. Going to be loud, I imagine. Going to be raucous down there. So have fun if you're going to the game. And uh, let's see what happens. Let's see if the Bengals can get that five-game winning streak and keep themselves in position. I I hate every time that the national media finally starts paying attention to the Bengals and then they go lay an egg. This happened a couple times last year. Mm -hmm. But this team does feel different to me. It does feel more sustainable. I agree with everyone who's saying that. So we'll see. We'll see. You, you know, we'll get another data point this week as to whether or not that will be the case. And we'll be back with you after the game with the post-game takeaways and all the immediate reactions as the Bengals will have finished their season series against the Cleveland Browns. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Who day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.